ladies and gentlemen, listening from around the world, we are live! Welcome to this episode of Tailgates and Teasers! And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, introducing your host, Drew Werner! It's time! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode three of Tailgates and Teasers. It's your host, Drew Gorder. And I'm very excited to get this episode going today. A little more baseball talk with Andrew Gray on my left and Jake Ward on my right. Thanks for being here today, guys. And uh, before we get going, we want to say thank you for all the support. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and subscribe. Leave a review. Leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. We would also appreciate any following on Instagram as we have a lot of cool content coming to you in the next month. And we are going to be doing some giveaways as well. So be sure to be following us for any updates on that. Uh, shout out to our sponsors real quick, the Broken Bat Workshop and Pure Effect Golf. Be sure to follow the Broken Bat Workshop on Instagram at the Broken Bat Workshop and as well on Etsy. Uh, custom woodworking, sports furniture, cornhole, table, anything, wall art. They are the ones to go to. TNT 10 at checkout for 10% off your order and Pure Effect Golf for the latest upcoming golf apparel. Get 20% off by using the code TAILGATES, all caps, at checkout. So last episode, us three, Andrew, Jake, and myself, we touched on a lot of baseball topics, baseball being right around the corner. This week, we're going to dive a little bit more into the divisions, the wild cards, and give you guys a playoff picture. So with that said, episode three starts now. Well, guys, baseball is 90 feet away. We are super close, and it almost feels like with everything that's been going on this year that this is the first bit of normal that we've felt in a while. What would you say? I would. You know, like you said, 90 feet away, it felt like back in March, back in April, man, even as we got into June, it just felt like almost we would never see sports again, let alone baseball, especially think about just where baseball was at this time just a couple of months ago with all the fighting and whatnot. So to be on the the eve eve of the baseball season, has me very excited. I, I can't wait. Baseball is my favorite sport, as I know it is for you guys as well, and I am juiced that it is just around the corner. Yep. Finally, uh, baseball is the first to do something of all the of all the big sports. So, Well, they were the it's last ones to say that they were going to have a season, and then now they're the first ones to come back. So pretty sweet. Uh, we touched on it last episode. We did a lot of rule talk. We did a lot of coronavirus talk about how what teams will be impacted, what teams will benefit from it the most. We talked about how the MLB markets their players. So if you haven't checked out that episode yet, be sure to go check it out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But 
today we are going to dig more into the playoff picture. We did mention our World Series picks in Episode 2, but today, like I said, we are going to do more of the divisional picks, the wild cards, and lay out the playoff picture. So with that said, let's start in the AL East. What do you got, Jake? Start with the AL East. I have, and this should be no surprise if you listen to our last episode, but I have the evil empire of the New York Yankees. Drew, what about you? What do you got? Mark me down for the Yankees as well. Um, I think they'll be the best team in baseball this year. Okay. I also have the Yankees in the AL East. I have them winning the division by two or three games over the Tampa Bay Rays. Since we all have the Yankees, is there any sort of scenario where we could picture another team coming in to dethrone the Yankees and take the AL East? Personally, I don't. Um, I think the Yankees uh, all around have their team is just too deep everywhere. I think the Rays are very good, but their lineup, it just just doesn't compare. They're very strong pitching wise, but so are the Yankees. So I think the tiebreaker is going to go to the lineup and I don't even think it's close between the two lineups. I would agree with that a little bit. I would say that the Rays can compete with the Yankees. They do have a good starting staff and Blake now Blake Snell, excuse me, Tyler Glass now, um, Charlie Morton. I do think they have a young lineup that can absolutely rake, and I do think the Yankees are the better team. But if there's any team that's going to give them a run in the AL East, I think it's the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, moving on to the next division, I got the or let's go to the AL Central. What do you have, Jake? In the AL Central, and once more, no surprise if you were listening to our last episode, but I have the Minnesota Twins. I think that the Twins already had a great lineup, obviously won the AL Central last year, so not really a big surprise to kind of pick them here, but picking up Donaldson in addition to their lineup, the pitching still kind of worries me. I know they brought in Kenta Maeda, but... I think they've still got enough to kind of outlast everybody else in that division. And I, I know that kind of the three of us here, as we talked last week, and as we've talked before, we think that the central, both AL and NL, is a little bit weaker. There's maybe a couple of teams that separate themselves from each other inside the central. We've talked about the central being perhaps one of kind of the, the easier divisions. Not, of course, that in general it's going to be easy, but those teams at the top. Your, your Clevelands, your Minnesotas, and now your Chicago White Sox are going to beat up on the Detroits, going to beat up on Kansas City, going to beat up on one or two of the, the teams in the NL Central. So I, I've got Minnesota taking it. I don't know how far they'll get into the playoffs, but we'll touch on that in a minute. Uh, I, c- I couldn't agree more uh, with, with Minnesota here. I, all week, tried as hard as I could to convince myself on the Chicago White Sox in the central. Um, I, yeah, I, I tried as hard as I could. Um, but I think Minnesota potentially has the best lineup in baseball. I mean, pretty much two through nine in that lineup can hit 30 home runs. Um, and they had, um, the rookie Luis Arias last year, who broke out at the top of their lineup, uh, he slashed 334, 399, and 439 um, in his first season. So uh, that uh, mixed with their bullpen, tra- uh, Taylor Rogers, Trevor May, Tyler Duffy. I mean, it, they added Clippard onto that as well. So they have some veteran presence in there. Um, 
I think they're going to be even better than they were last year. The they might not have as much as much pop, but there's no holes in that lineup. I'll jump on that bandwagon as well. I think the Twins win that division. Uh, they have Jose Barrios, very good pitcher in their rotation. They did add Maeda, and I am a big fan of Josh Donaldson. So I definitely see the Twins having a great year. Like you said, they have a lot of good pieces on the offensive side, and that is a weaker division. You know, they have the Tigers, they have the Royals, and I see the Indians on a slow, very slow decline. Um, you know, they lost Kluber and to is it Texas. They lost Kluber to Texas this year, and... You know, they still have good stars in Jose Ramirez and Lindor. I just see them as a team slowly starting to decline. Uh, the White Sox are an extremely dangerous team who I think can make a run at the playoffs this year. I don't think they will necessarily get in, but I think they will be very close. They did add Dallas Keuchel, Yasmani Grandel, Edwin Encarnacion, and outfielder Nomar Mazara. So they added some good pieces. They definitely got better. I do think the Twins take that division, though. I think it's interesting that we we talk about the two central uh, divisions being weaker divisions, um, and yet they were the two I think the two hardest ones for me to pick this weekend. That that those were the the two divisions I struggled with the most. Definitely. Um, moving on, real quick, we're going to go to the AL West. Go ahead, Jake. This is my first. Maybe even my only hot take tonight. I have the Oakland Athletics winning the AL West. If they can start hot. I, you know, we talked about that last time, and, and I will cop up to I had the A's on my teams that were most affected list by the short season, and we talked enough about that. However, I also don't think that we're going to see a lot of teams really that far above 500. And I think if the A's can hang around through the first month, I think that second month becomes theirs where they really turn it on knowing that, Hey, we don't really have a second half. This really is the second half. Once that, that 30 day mark eclipses, you know, when, when you're coming up to the end of August, like it, it, it's go time, you know, they're, they're, you got, you got to make a, a mad dash for the finish line. And the A's always seem well-prepared to do that. And thus, I have them taking the crown in the AL West. Um, I also have the Oakland A's winning the AL West. Uh, the lineup is incredibly deep. They have uh, three bona fide stars who continue to break out in uh, Olsen, Chapman, and Simeon. I'm going to put Simeon in that list. Um, and that's they're surrounded by a great cast of players, Ramon Laureano, Steven Piscotti. Mark Canna, Chad Pinder. Um, on top of the offense, they had three of their infielders who were Gold Glove nominees last year, and they have a substitute who comes off the bench, Robbie Grossman, who is also one of the nominees for uh, Gold Glove. So I think they have one of the best defenses in baseball. They also have four-plus pitchers, all under the age of 28 years old. Uh, so not only do they look good for this year, they look good for the future. Um, that being Manaya, Montas, Lizardo, and Puck. Montas is definitely, I think, a underrated guy for the Cy Young this year. I think, you know, last year he had that suspension, but before that suspension, I think he was one of the best pitchers in the MLB, if not the American League to be uh, specific. But, you know, three for three, I agree with you guys. I got the Oakland A's uh, topping the Houston Astros to take the AL West. You mentioned it. They have Chapman, Olsen, Simeon, all gold glove 
uh, finalists last year, and I think they are they have a lot of good utility guys and like Chad Pinder. They just signed Tony Kemp this offseason. Good addition. Great young catcher that hits for power and Sean Murphy. Uh, good arms. Montas, Manaya, Lazardo when he's healthy and he comes back from the coronavirus. Uh, Puck, hopefully he comes back strong. I know he's out right now. But those are all solid guys that throw mid to upper nines besides Manaya and have great off-speed pitches. So I got the A's taking the AL West. Those are the division winners, the AL East, AL Central, and AL West. We all agreed that the Yankees, Twins, and A's will win those divisions. Now let's go to the wild card. Jake, what do you got for the first wild card spot? My first wild card spot, the Tampa Bay Rays. Now I know we kind of talked about, is there a team that can maybe knock off the Yankees? And I actually think the Rays are a little bit closer than you guys might think. When you take a look at the depth chart, Blake Snell, Tyler Glass now. Even, you know, Charlie Morton, we know about that. Yanni Chirinos, I think, is going to be in for a big year. Throws hard. The bullpen, we know about the the old opener strategy. We'll, we'll see if that maybe continues in a shortened year. I don't know that it maybe will. And plus, with a rotation like that, I don't know that you need to. But like we've talked about, the big thing is, will this lineup, this younger lineup, with the exception of Jose Martinez, who seems like, he is 100 years old. Will this young lineup be able to sort of handle the pressure of, of the postseason? It's actually a question I also have about the A's as well, mainly in regards to their young pitching. We know what happens when the Rays make it to a wild card game. Sorry, Oakland fans. I think the Rays are a team that are, are poised to make a lot of noise in the AL East. I don't think they'll be able to knock off the Yankees, but I do think that division will come down to the final maybe three days, and I think that that division will end up, the winner will only win by a, a game or two. I also have Tampa Bay uh, as the first wild card spot. So as you uh, mentioned, I really think their pitching sets them apart. Um, and, of course, with the staff, as you guys mentioned, with uh, Snell, Glass, Now, and Morton, I mean, that's a solid three, just as good as anywhere in baseball, pretty much. Um, Really where I think they also shine, um, I love their bullpen, and they have some crazy arms in their bullpen. Uh, Alvarado, Castillo, Anderson. Um, my only question for them is their lineup, of course. I think that's, as you as you pointed out, is going to be the big question. I don't know how much they need to produce because of how good their pitching is going to be, but they're going to need to get something more out of Renfro, Lowe, and uh Probably Choi. I like him a lot. I, I like watching him play. He plays with a lot of a lot of fire. And then four for four, I'll jump on that wagon with you guys as well. I also have Tampa Bay being the first wild card spot. I think they, as I mentioned, will be right up there with the Yankees in the AL East. Um, however, they'll fall just a couple games behind and be able to take that first spot. Uh, Jake, to add to your point real quick about the A's and the Rays this past year in the wild card game, I think the A's if they're going to go for a deeper run in the playoffs, they need to get past the wild card game. They need to win a division because they have zero luck in any wild card game that they've ever played. Um, the Rays, however, have great luck in every wild card game they've ever played. So I think the Rays will definitely, like I said, the pitching staff, they have a hitting lineup and they'll take that wild card game. But your second pick for the wild card would be who? My second wild card pick. 
And this is going to end up leaving one team noticeably out of the equation. But my second wild card team is the Chicago White Sox. I we, love that. We have talked a lot about them, and for good reason. Taking a look through their depth chart, you've got Lucas Giolito as a starter. You guys talked about the addition of Keiko. They also added Gio Gonzalez kind of flying in under the radar there to anchor the back end of that rotation. The closer in Alex Colomay, who has been pretty solid. Well, he should have a lot of save opportunities if this lineup is as good as advertised. And then, of course, we've talked about, I mean, almost every position. You, you've got a solid, legitimate producer at that spot. Yasmani Grandal behind the dish. Abreu at first. Moncada at third. Tim Anderson at short. Jimenez in left. Robert in center. Mazzara in right. Right now, we'll see if he, he starts the year. Encarnacion at DH. This is a lineup that, in a normal year, if we said, hey, you guys have time to gel and, and click and whatnot, that I might actually be talking about winning the division. But because it's a shortened year, I don't think they'll have that sort of time to prove themselves. I do think they'll end up taking the second wild card spot over the Houston Astros. I think that some pressure, and I think down the stretch, the Astros will crack a little bit. Uh, I love the hype. I love the hype for the the White Sox. Like I said at the beginning, um, I tried all weekend to have them be over Minnesota. I really, I wanted them to. And I really wanted to pick them in this uh, wild card spot as well. Uh, I just can't. I, I have them just missing out. I think they had a, a couple of guys last year who really showed out in their bullpen um, for the first time in their career. So they're going to have some questions there. It's going to, um, and that was Evan Marshall and Jimmy Cordero who looked to have massive innings in their bullpen. And it's just a question as to if they can repeat success again. Um, I have Houston uh, getting in that second wild card spot. I think it's going to be close between Houston, Chicago, and the Indians. Um, but Houston, I think, just has enough pop in that lineup. They have enough uh, in the in the starting uh, pitching to where I think the bullpen questions for me are a little bit too much for me to get over right now. Yeah, for my second wild card spot, I have the Astros. I think they're too good of a team personally. I know the White Sox are right there with all this young talent, but I do agree with you, Jake, that you said the shortened season might have, I would like to see them play a full season before I make any calls on how they are going to perform. But we've um, also talked about this shortened season, how it's going to be unpredictable. And, you know, we can talk about favorites, favorites. Well, the favorites don't always win. That's why there's betting lines. That's why we actually play the game. Herm Edwards, you play to win the game, you know? So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I try. So, the White Sox, to me, just they jump too much out as that team that can really make a lot of noise that wasn't expected to maybe at first. The problem now becomes their bandwagon is getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where I do wonder if that maybe does slow it down. You start feeling the weight of all those expectations, all those kind of, oh, man, watch this team. You start maybe believing your own hype a little bit too much, and then it never comes to fruition. But I think, I think this team is built to withstand that. I think it'll be interesting to see how the hype uh, affects both, you know, Houston and the White Sox because they're both going to be dealing with different types of pressure this year. Um, the Astros, everybody's going to want them to lose, and the White Sox, I feel like everybody's going to want them to win. So it's going to be interesting to see how those two teams deal with that pressure differently. Yeah, I agree. I think the Astros have 
a lot of teams that are going to come after them directly wanting to beat them for everything that they've done this past year with the whole cheating scandal thing. But I think with, you know, Correa, Springer, Altuve, Bregman, they are so Alvarez, Verlander. They just, they're such a good offensive team. And when they get going, we've seen how they can hit the ball. But that is with without trash cans this year. So we will see if uh, how that plays out. Um, Change up coming. Garrett, Garrett Cole has left and re- signed with the Yankees. So we will, like I said, we will see. I think they're going to struggle uh, pitching as well. But I do think that lineup is too good to count them out of the playoffs. They have a lot of all-stars on that team and definitely worth being in the playoffs for at least a wild card spot. Uh, moving over to the NL, we got the NL West. Jake, got any hot takes on that? I don't. I wish I could. As the uh, resident Giants fan on this table, I really wish that I did. Unfortunately, I do not. It's going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers coming out. I think they're one of, obviously, the best teams in the majors, of course, in the National League. The one thing, though, Gavin Lux going down to the minors, whatever happens to be of the minor leagues this system, this season, my apologies. So that takes away a little bit of that depth. Everybody was kind of expecting them to have. And, and you know, the, the monster year that, that he was projected to have the, the rookie of the year talks, all of that's probably out the window now, since they sent him down. I still think though, they've just got too much to overcome. They, I mean, they're from all the way from the pitching Kershaw, Bueller, Stripling, their team is just, it's too much to overcome, especially for any one team in that division. I, I would like to say the Padres, but they, again, we talked about the White Sox not having that full season. The Padres didn't show enough last year to for me to really say, yeah, they've got my full confidence. I would like to see them in a full season this year, quite honestly, too. But obviously, since we won't get to, I've still got the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, hype on this uh, too much. I think you hit it right on the head. Um, uh, just one other team, uh, thing to mention in that division is the, the diamondbacks. Also, I think they, um, were expected to be down last year. They actually showed to be a little bit better and be interesting to see what Bumgarner does and see how Kettle Marte can continue to lead that team. But, um, I don't think anybody has enough to compete with the Dodgers, but they definitely have some competition in that division as well. The Los Angeles Dodgers will not only win the NL West, but they will win the World Series this year. The lineup is too good. They've added Mookie Betts. I know they've added David Price. He's not playing this year. But I just feel like with everything going on, I might be branching off a little bit here, but with everything going on, how he was able to pay for the minor league salaries leading up to you know the coronavirus thing, with everything going on outside of the MLB as far as Kobe Bryant's presence in Los Angeles, that's a big loss. I think there's a lot of teams... And that, that's completely in the NBA. But I think the Dodgers this year, their lineup's too good. L.A. just has been begging for a championship. They've lost the last two years. And how good is that lineup? Every I feel like every position is stacked with at least someone who can compete for an all-star position. I don't know. That's how oh, I yeah. feel. I mean, Bellinger is like one of the best young guys in the game. Um, Max Muncy. Max Muncy. I'm a big fan of the ginger beard. Justin Turner. Corey Seager. Uh Chris Taylor, just there's so many guys. I, You know, that pitching staff is good. They have Walker Bueller, young phenom. Kershaw, I don't know so much in the playoffs, but Kershaw is a great pitcher. You know, that curveball is insane. Um, 
And then you got Dustin May, too, coming up, the young guy. So I think that you look for the Dodgers to take that division with ease. If anyone gives them a run for their money, it's going to be the Diamondbacks, I think. They were the best team to, I think, one of the better teams this offseason was signings. Um, they added a lot of good pieces, but I don't think it's enough to take the crown from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, moving on to the NL East. Jake, what do you got? The NL East is one of my favorite teams. I think will be a very interesting division to watch, especially since they'll be playing a lot against the AL East. But if you heard it here last week, you're hearing it here again right now. I've got the Braves taking the NL East. Acuna, Albies, Freeman, hopefully when he gets healthy. I know he's back to practicing. They don't really know when he's coming back. I think they've just got a, a good young start to the lineup. Marcelo Zuna adding some more pop. I think the pitchers will be good, although I do know Mike Fultonevich got roughed up a little bit today. Not his best outing. He actually gave up back-to-back-to-back solo home runs in the third inning in his start today. So not really confidence-inspiring from Fulton Evitz, but he's also not exactly the ace. You've got Mike Soroka there. You've also got Max Freed. Cole Hamels came over. You've got enough guys that you can share some of the load there that it doesn't all have to fall on one guy. We did talk about last week, though, their recycled Giants bullpen with Mark Melanson in the closer spot. I think eventually that becomes Will Smith's job rather quickly. But they've got a good team to scare anybody and everybody. I've told you guys I think Acuna will win the MVP. I even drafted him first overall in my fantasy league over the weekend. So, you know, maybe maybe call it a little bit of a bias there, but I, I just think that that team like you guys have been talking about with the A's, is a team not just built for right now, but will be built for the future. It's a good pick. I also have Atlanta winning the East. I do think um, it is going to be a very tough division for them this year, and I think it's it's going to be very close. They have some very tough teams in their division. I rate uh, the Mets very high, and I also, actually, I, ra- I rate the um, Nationals very high as well. Uh, some people, I think, are down on them a little bit this year, but I think when you have the starting pitching that they have, uh, they can really compete as well. I do have Atlanta winning the division, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I agree with you guys. I have the Braves winning the division. I have the Phillies actually being a close second. Uh, the Nats, I know they were world champs last year, but you know they're, they're not going to be champs this year. So I have them actually falling off a little bit. Um, the Mets, until they prove that they can you know, hit more than what they have in the past. I know they have Thor. I know they have DeGrom, but which is great pitching. Um, but I, I'm just not sold on the Mets. I know that's tough to say, but the Mets just don't strike me as a team that's threatening the Braves. Um, I have the NL East going to the Braves. I love Acuna. I love Ozzy. I think Dansby is one of the best defensive gloves in the league. Um, Tough to watch Donaldson walk from them. I would have loved to see what he would have been able to do on that team uh, another year. But with that said, I have the Atlanta Braves winning that division. Moving to the Central. Jake? Into the Central. Another repeat team to win. I've got the St. Louis Cardinals. You take a look, starting with the rotation. Of course, you've still got the mainstay, the stalwart, 
Adam Wainwright anchoring down the back end of that. But now you've got Jack Flaherty, the new ace, kind of holding it down. Young gun. Andrew Miller got a couple of other young, interesting arms there. Jordan Hicks, another hard thrower there as well. But then you take a look at the lineup. Paul Goldschmidt, Colton Wong, Tommy Edmond, another young, good player with some versatility. They can put him all over the field. Matt Carpenter still there. Paul DeYoung's pop at shortstop. They've also got Harrison Bader, Dexter Fowler. I think they will outlast the Brewers. I don't know that the Brewers did enough to sort of kind of get over the hump. Now, I know that sounds strange to say, especially knowing that last year they could have up until Christian Yelich went out with the injury. Cardinals are a good choice. It's also going to be uh, my choice for the NL Central. Uh, they won it last year by two games, and they had down years by most of their uh top players. Uh, I really like their lineup. I think their lineup has just what you want in a, in a major league lineup. It's got a lot of solid veteran talent mixed in with a lot of young guys who really performed last year being uh, Harrison Bader and uh, Tommy Edmond. And the lineup is solid. They also have my pick for NL comeback player of the year, Goldschmidt. I think he's he had a, a down year in his first con- uh, year in that contract last year. He's going to uh, really step things up this year, and he's going to lead them. I also I really like their uh, starting pitching: Flaherty, Wainwright, Nicholas, uh, Martinez. Who can he was their closer last year, but I think he's going to be back in their uh, back in their rotation this year. Um, Hicks is going to I think still be hurt to begin the season, coming off uh, some arm problems, but this uh, ex- this delay has helped him to be able to come back. Um, I think their bullpen is going to be really strong. And although I think it's going to be close with the Reds, I have St. Louis winning that division. I think the Cardinals are a very consistent franchise. Year in, year out, they're always around 500. And when they're good, they're in the playoffs. Um, But for me, I disagree with you guys. I really think the Cincinnati Reds are going to take that division this year. Let me tell you why. We have Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, three great arms. We have a good bullpen in Amir Garrett, Rossiel Iglesias. You have a great lineup, a lot of young talent, a lot of guys that can hit, and they added infielder Mike Moustakis, outfielder Nick Castellanos, and outfielder Shogo Akiyama. They have Freddie Galvis, Winker, a great hitting catcher, Tucker Barnhart, Joey Votto's over there. They have Senzel Suarez. They are loaded with talent. And I think if they can put it all together this year, they will be very, very dangerous. I picked the Cincinnati Reds to take that division. Kind of my, kind of my like off on a branch, um, hot take, but Cincinnati Reds all the way. Those are the division winners. Uh, now we're going to move to the NL wild card. Jake, who is your first wild card spot that you have? My first wild card spot is going to come out of the NL East, and it is the Philadelphia Phillies. Obviously, you have Bryce Harper there. I think there's something to be said for establishing yourself when you get to a new city. Now that you've been there a year, you've established yourself. You've you've got a little, you've got some comfortability that you didn't have. You fitting in with your teammates, you know, it, it, even down to just your your pregame routine. Obviously, that's a little out of whack this year, but there's something to be said for being established in an on a team for at least a year. Take a look at the rotation. Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, uh, Vince Vasquez, uh, Jake Arrieta. You know, they're, they're a, a solid enough rotation, I think, to get them to the playoffs. 
the bullpen led by Hector Neris, and then the lineup, JT Real Muto, Reese Hoskins, Scott Kingery, Gene Segura, Josh Harrison coming off the bench, D.D. Gregorius now starting at short. You still got Cutchin left. Bryce obviously manning right. Like you've, They've got a strong lineup, not to where I think they're going to push the Braves for the NL East. I, I think the Braves, heads and tails, the best team in the NL East. But when you've got the Mets hanging around and you've got the Nationals in there, it's going to be a tight race for that wild card spot. I've got more faith in the Phillies than I do in, in the previous champs. I, I do not have the Phillies, I think, rated as high as you do. I also do have, have the Nationals having a little bit of a step back this year. Uh, my, my pick is also going to come out of the NL East, but it's going to be that other team, the Mets. Uh, I really like their uh, rotation. I think it's very underrated. Um, DeGrom, Stroman, Mats, Parcello, um, and... Syndergaard's, I think, hurt this year, so he's going to miss this year. But when you add him back in next year, it gets even stronger. Um, I think Pete Alonso has looked really good in these exhibition games to start out, and he's protected with McNeil, uh, Conforto, Davis. Um, so their their team can hit. They also have some veterans who I think need to step up for them to be pretty good, and Cespedes and Cano kind of been rocky for them the last few years, so I think they're going to need to step it up. Um, I think the starting pitching is enough to get them there. I think that's going to be underrated this year. It's going to be a very strong point for them. Uh, my one question is going to be their bullpen. They have a lot of older names in their bullpen. They're going to they're going to lead you with Diaz, Familia, Lugo, Batances, all guys who were very good at one point in their career. Um, we'll just see if they can piece it together this year. But I think, again, that starting pitching is is going to be too strong to get past. Real quick for the Mets, shout out J.D. Davis, local guy, Elk Grove. Um, wild card, my pick, I'm going to go with, I've said it before, the NL Central is, in my opinion, one of the best divisions in baseball. They have, I believe, four contenders for a playoff spot in the Cubs, Cardinals, Brewers, and Reds. I have the Reds winning that division, but I think, that one of those other three teams, I I can't choose which team. It is too hard for me, but it's going to be one of those three other teams. The Cardinals are a consistent franchise. I'm If I had to choose one team to be a fan of in the National League, it would be the Cubs. I love watching the Cubs play baseball. And the Brewers, they have Christian Yelich. They have a decent enough team to make a run at the wild card. So I think it's going to be one of those three teams for that first wild card spot in the NL. Your second wild card spot, Jake, what do you got? Coming out of the NL West, I have the San Diego Padres. You take a look at their young guys, Francisco Mejia, Austin Hedges, kind of probably somewhat platoon behind the dish. Maybe you give it a little bit to Hedges. It's got a little pop coming off the, the bench there. But Hosmer at first base, Profar in the infield, Machado with the hot corner, of course, Tatis Jr., Manning shortstop and left field, Tommy Pham. You've got Will Myers still. They're going to need to figure out their pitching rather quick. Chris Paddock, Dillison, Denilson, Lamette, Garrett Richards, Zach Davies, Lucchesi. It's going to obviously win them some games when you play with the Rockies and you play with the Giants, and now you'll be playing the Mariners, the Rangers, the Rangers. They're definitely going to establish themselves, 
with the lineup first, the bullpen, sorry, the, the rotation better not be far behind. Otherwise, they won't make it out of that wild card game. I think the Padres are a very interesting pick. Uh, I have them being very uh, similar to uh, the White Sox. Um, I yep. I have them being like that first team out. You know, if it was like the NCAA, uh, you know, the March Madness. I think they're that first team out. Um, my only concern with San Diego is going to be that starting rotation. I don't know if it's deep enough to really compete. I think um, I have them maybe pushing next year when you can have Mackenzie, uh, Mackenzie Gore come up this year. Um, he's one of the rookie of the year favorites. And when you can match him, um, when you can match him up with Chris Paddock, that's going to be a very solid one too, a righty lefty uh, for the future. But I think this year, I think they will be the first team out. My pick for the second wildcard team is actually going to be one of uh, Drew's picks. It's going to be the Cincinnati Reds. I really love their, their lineup. Uh, Suarez, um, that Cassiano, um, Mustakas, who you guys talked about. Um, we didn't talk about Votto, uh, I think, so much earlier. So him and Goldschmidt are going to be the two people who I look at for NL Comeback Player of the Year. He was down a little bit for whatever a down year for Votto is going to be. Um, but when you mix in guys who broke out last year, like Sinzel and Aquino, uh, I think the team the team can hit in that little ballpark. And the last thing I wanted to to talk about with them is their bullpen. I think their bullpen is going to be underrated. Um, you, you, they have a good bullpen. Yeah, you mentioned Iglesias. Um, but when you have the depth, you can bring in guys like uh, Lorenzen, uh, Garrett, and Molly. It's solid. My wild card second pick, Jake mentioned it earlier, Philadelphia Phillies. I'm bought in on the Phillies hype. I love their lineup. I think it is dangerous. They can hit. They have Harper. D.D. Gregorius, who they added. Segura is very good. They have Reese Hoskins, Sacramento guy. Shout out. Um, they are stacked. J.T. Romuto, um, Scott Kendry, Jay Bruce coming off the bench possibly if they get some outfield time. Um, they are very, very good. And I love the Aaron Nola pitcher that they have in Philly. Um, I don't think their starting rotation is amazing, but I think it's good enough to get that starting or that second wild card spot. Uh, I see them making some noise in the division coming in second, and I don't see them catching the Braves, but I see them definitely making some noise in the wild card game and um, doing doing well to advance. So that, that that's my second overall wild card pick. We're gonna stay in the NL. Let's go back to the NLDS. Uh, who do we have in the NLDS, Jake? Starting with the wild card game to get to the NLDS. In my matchup of Philly versus San Diego, I've got Philly. I've harped on it enough. I just don't trust that San Diego pitching enough. When you get to that postseason, I just think that Philly lineup is going to be a little bit too much for them. Now I've got Philly beating San Diego. As we go across the bracket, or maybe I should say up on the bracket, to the two three seeds, I've got Atlanta as the two seed. I've got St. Louis as the three seed. And I think this is going to be a tough one, but I think I've, I've got Atlanta here in a five game series in a couple of good rotations. I know that the Cardinals have Flaherty have Nicholas. I know there's somebody that I'm high on, but I have the Braves with all their depth off the bench, even losing Marcakis, even potentially not 
having Freeman for a little while to start. He will be back, even not getting Puig to come off the bench after that deal fell through. I think they've just got too much. I've got Atlanta beating St. Louis. Back in the other part of the NLDS with that playing wildcard team, the Phillies going on to take on the Dodgers. This one, unfortunately, I just I don't really think it's close. The Dodgers usually don't struggle in the early part of the playoffs. They're going to come through. They're going to roll through that first series, and it's as they get close to the fall classic that they'll kind of drop off. So I've got the Dodgers knocking off the Phillies maybe in a sweep, definitely by four games. Going in on that first play-in game, the four seed I have uh, the New York Mets, and I have them playing uh, Cincinnati Reds. I, I'm i going to find it really hard uh, when you have a one-game play-in to pick anybody over Jacob deGrom in that one game. So I definitely have uh, New York moving on. I think it's going to be a good up-and-coming year for Cincinnati, but they're going to fall just a bit short. The 2-3 side of the division, I also have St. Louis and Atlanta. I also think it's going to be a very uh, close series. When it comes to the playoffs, I always am going to rate pitching very high. I always rate pitching very high anyway, but especially in the playoffs. And when you compare, I think they have very comparable lineups. I think you go pitching. I'm going to take St. Louis in the pitching. Um, I, I know it might be... A little bit of a hot take. I'm going to take St. Louis in that uh, that matchup. I think they have enough guys who have been doing it for enough time that uh, the experience is really going to help out, and the extra strength they have in the pitching staffs is where I'm going to edge uh, edge out Atlanta. Uh, I have the Mets taking on the Dodgers. Um, the Dodgers, you know, I don't think I need to get too deep into that. Um, and same with Dodgers and St. Louis. I think. Um, the Dodgers are going to run through the rest of it, but uh, the St. Louis and Atlanta series is going to be awesome to watch. For my wild card game, I have the Phillies beating whoever the other wild card team is from the NL Central that I mentioned earlier, whether that be the Cubs, Cardinals, or Brewers. I have them advancing playing the Dodgers, and then I have the Dodgers winning that series against Philadelphia. For my other side of the NLDS, Atlanta versus Cincinnati, I have the Reds maybe getting one game but putting up a good fight and keeping the other games close. I think the Braves will win that series. I think they're very talented offensively and defensively. So I have an Atlanta-LA matchup in the NLCS. Um, Jake, who do you have in your NLCS? I also have Atlanta and the Dodgers. I, I think it's no surprise we've talked about them being two of the best teams. A couple of us think the Dodgers are the best team here in baseball. So I, I don't think that should be any surprise I am with you guys real quick. I think that Atlanta and St. Louis series will probably be one of, if not the best series to watch come the postseason. But the Atlanta and Los Angeles series is not going to be that far behind. I think those are two exciting teams. Whether you want to tune in to watch good pitching, I'm sure you'll get at least a game of that, maybe two or three. You're going to get great hitting. I mean, we've talked about both lineups extensively. Again, the choking of the Dodgers comes back once again to haunt them. They'll they'll lose it in seven. I, I've got Atlanta winning the NLCS going on to represent the National League in the Fall Classic. I don't know if I see that as being much of a choke for the Dodgers. I think if Atlanta makes it that far, they're going to be one of those teams that are so hot that I don't think it's going to be much of a choke. I think Atlanta, if they if they beat them, I think it's going to definitely be an earned an earned series. 
And then for the NLCS, I have the Dodgers actually rolling through Atlanta probably in five or six games and going to the World Series. Your wild card and ALDS picks. My first AL wild card, as we've talked about, is Tampa Bay versus the White Sox. And I'm going to give this one to Tampa Bay. The pitching for Tampa Bay is what's going to silence the White Sox. As I talked about, since I haven't seen a sort of longer sample size from this Chicago White Sox team, right now it's tough to pick them. If this conversation was to be happening maybe middle of the season and I have seen some of that White Sox team and they look pretty good, I might be given a little bit different of a pick here. But since we are doing it at the beginning of the season right now, I'm going to stick with Tampa Bay. In the 2-3 matchup in the ALDS, the two seed being the Twins, the three seed being the A's, I've got the A's coming out of that. I'm really big on the Twins, but I just can't deny how good the A's are. I've tried to do it for a little while, and two straight 97-win seasons means that you are no joke anymore. It means that you are to be taken seriously. Drew, you talked about the addition of Tony Kemp. We've talked about their young arms. That's the part that worries me the most. And can they get past that loaded Twins lineup, especially with the former athletic right in the cleanup spot, Josh Donaldson? It, it's That's going to be another series that I think is extremely entertaining and will be very intriguing to watch. At the end of the day, though, I have the A's taking it in five. As you go down to the bottom half of the ALDS, you've got the wild card winner Tampa Bay going up against the Yankees as an AL East matchup, so to speak. Essentially one that will decide the division and ultimately now will decide who gets to go on to the ALCS in my eyes. But we've talked about them enough. It's the Yankees. They just, Stanton, Judge, Sanchez, Torres, Paxton, the names go on and on. You know, it's baseball isn't an individual sport. It's a team sport, but it's made up of individual success. And Aaron Judge has already hit three three home runs in spring training 2.0 in, in these sort of scrimmage games that they've been having right now. This is not a team that is shy about hitting home runs. We know that that is what they are built around, and they do it maybe not quite as good as Minnesota, but they do it very well, and I think that that Tampa pitching just can't contain it. I have Tampa Bay as the four seed um, hosting Houston, and I have Houston winning this matchup probably the same reason I have the Mets winning it, where I think in a one game, you know, over a series, I think I might rate uh, the two teams differently. But I think in a one-game playoff, I think Houston is a little too strong for Tampa Bay. I think the Snell-Verlander, matchup is going to be a very good matchup, but I think the experience of the lineup for Houston really separates it um, there for me. I agree with you, Jake. I think the two, three uh, matchups are going to be the two best matchups um, for sure, at least early. Um, and I also have Minnesota, uh, I also have Oakland uh, taking over Minnesota. I think the lineups are actually very similar. I think the two teams line up very similarly. I think where it's going to separate it for me with Oakland is going to be the back end of the rotation is stronger than the back end of the rotation for Minnesota. And even though a lot of teams cut down to like a four-man rotation um, come into the playoffs, I still think that even two through four is going to be stronger for Oakland. Um, And so I'm going to take that starting pitching. Again, I rate uh, pitching really high, but I think it could be a six or a seven-game series. It's going to be very 
uh, very tough. Um, the bottom half of that bracket, I have New York and Houston, which I think will go six. I think New York will go four two. I think Houston's strong, and I don't think that they'll just get swept. I don't think they'll go down without a fight. They also obviously play very well in Houston. Uh, it's hard to go in there and win games, especially in the playoffs. So I've got New York, um, New York taking that series, but in six, and then I have New York uh, beating Oakland in the one three matchup to have the Yankees and the Dodgers duke it out for the World Series. For the wild card game, I have Tampa Bay beating Houston. I think that Houston deserves it, so I just I just think Tampa Bay is going to win. <laughs> um, so they're going to move on and play New York, and I have New York winning that series against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Going up to the 2-3, Minnesota and Oakland. I have Oakland beating Minnesota. It's going to be a good series. It will go... The full five games, it will be back and forth throughout the series. But I agree with what you said, Gray. Oakland is, in my opinion, a little bit stronger on the back end of the bullpen. So that brings us to the ALCS where we have the Yankees and the A's. And the Yankees are just a little too much for Oakland, I think. Oakland is one of those teams that can be there in a few years. I I say that all the time, in a few years, in a few years. But they actually have the talent now, and I think they're just a little too young to take on that pitching staff that line up in New York. So I have the New York Yankees beating Oakland in, I'll give Oakland a couple games, six games um, going on for the World Series matchup between the two favorites, New York Yankees and the Los Angeles Dodgers. World Series picks. We did this last episode, so we're just going to keep it real brief. But Jake, who do you have in the World Series? I have the Yankees beating the A's. Drew, I'll give them seven. I think that'll be a very fun series, but we've talked about the Yankees enough, and I'm not going to talk about them anymore because I have them beating the Braves in a rematch of the 1996 World Series. That one, the Yankees won 4-2. to This one, I think, goes 7. Yankees hoisting their 28th World Series title. My World Series uh, matchup is going to be a little bit different. Yankees-Dodgers. Um, I also think this this will be a seven-game series. I think those are the two on paper and just outright best teams in baseball. Um, they're both too deep. They're strong everywhere. Uh, lineup on the bench. Their bullpens, their starting uh, rotations are strong. I think the Yankees have better pitching, I think, especially in their bullpen, and, and that's why I'm going to give them uh, the edge over the Dodgers. But... Uh, a very offensive um, World Series. It'll be fun to watch. I, again, I think it'll go seven games, but I also have the Yankees uh, winning the World Series. And for the World Series, it will be the New York Yankees and Los Angeles Dodgers. I've said it before. I will say it every single day until the World Series comes. The Los Angeles Dodgers will win the World Series this year. I just think that they deserve it. They, they have been, they have one of the best lineups on paper. They have great pitching. They can compete with the Yankees. If there's one team to beat that rotation, it's the best offensive team, and I believe that they have the best offensive team in baseball. So that said, Los Angeles Dodgers are your champions. Okay, baseball a couple days away. Opening day, who is who are you guys most excited to watch? What game stands out to you? What matchup stands out to you? What game are you going to turn on the TV in a couple of days? I feel obligated by my roots, to say the Giants and the Dodgers. And, of course, I will because 
baseball's back. It's the first live sports that actually matter to me in months. So, of course, I'll have the Giants and Dodgers game on. However, I think the better game to watch between the two will be the Yankees and the Nationals. It's hard to turn off a game that involves a stacked lineup with Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Gary Sanchez, Glaber Torres, and the former champions. You know, I, again, not a, a team I've really mentioned. I know you guys have, have sort of talked about them. Of course, they've still got their pitching there, but without Zimmerman, even though he's on the decline, without Ian Desmond, I don't know that they have what it takes. And I think that that will be the more exciting game to watch between the two. But, of course, you know, the homer in me is always going to say the Giants. That's a, a great point. It's also, I mean, I, I'll never turn down an opportunity to watch Max Scherzer pitch. I mean, it, it's always going to be a good performance. Um, I also think that just as a homer, I would say the A's, you know, I, I also feel obligated to, to throw that in there. Um, but I do think the the matchup I'm most excited to see that and we've talked about these two teams a lot in this division is going to be the AL Central and is going to be watching uh, Minnesota and Chicago. Uh, it's going to be the first of what I think is going to be in a really exciting series to watch all year long. Uh, we talked about the Central being down a little bit, so it's going to be front runner heavy. It's It's going to be between... The matchups between those two teams are really going to determine the division, and it's going to be interesting to see them just get right off to the start. For me, give me the best of the best. I've waited too long for sports. I want the Yankees and the former champs. I would love to see a Garrett Cole-Scherzer matchup, and I would love to see that Yankees lineup on opening day. I am craving some sort of entertainment and sports to be back. So give me the best of the best, Yankees, Nats. Let's go. All right, with that said, that concludes episode three. We are excited for baseball to be back. We tried to get you as much baseball content as we could before the season started. We gave you our picks. Let us know what you think. Comment on our Instagram. Tag us on our story. Let us know, at Tailgates and Teasers on Instagram. A little bit of teaser for next week's show. We have... A YouTube star. He plays horse with NBA players. He has the best layup packages on the West Coast, and he was a former collegiate hooper. His name is Marcellus Howard from the 916. So he's going to come on, tell his story. We're going to talk a little bit of hoops before the NBA season starts next week. Jake, Andrew, thank you for Episode 3. Look forward to having you guys on again soon.